Welcome back, truthers, to So True with Sophie Ross. I'm your host, Sophie Ross. We are kicking off season two, and I'm so excited. I miss you guys so much, and I am so beyond thrilled to be back at it. And we have so many exciting guests lined up for this season, but I wanted to start off things with a solo episode just to have a little catch-up sesh, just you and me, and there is a lot to catch up on. Let me tell you, we are talking don't worry, darling, drama, of course, of course, Beverly Hills casting rumors slash Rinna's potential firing, the downfall of the Kardashians, Southern Charm, Tom Brady and Giselle's Trouble in Paradise, and a little influencer segment at the end of the episode because I know you guys love all things influencer gossip. So you are going to want to listen to the end, duh. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? As a reminder, this podcast is sponsored by Adormi Lingerie, and you can use my code SOTRUE10 for $10 off your next order on adormi.com. Adormi just launched amazing fall-ready new styles for September, including the softest, most amazing new loungewear that you will not want to do cozy season without. So go to adormi.com, use my code SOTRUE10, stock up on some cozy stuff or some sexy stuff, whatever you want to do. Again, we have so many exciting guests in store for you this season. So much fun stuff. And I'm so excited to kick things off. After a nice relaxing summer, we are back. We are back to it. Let's go, baby. Um, producer Bob got married this summer. So mazel tov to producer Bob. It would make him and me very happy if you left us a five-star review, if you enjoy the show. But you can make up your mind after you listen to the episode, but I think you're going to like it. Anyway, let's get into it. Hello, hello. Welcome back. I am so excited to be back talking to you guys. I'm so excited for our first episode of season two. And for this little solo episode, so we can kind of just catch up and I can fill you guys in on all of the drama because we have been fed. If you are a pop culture fan, you know the past few weeks, days, months, have been crazy in pop culture. There's been a lot going on. And, you know, I am ready to mention it all. So there's a lot I'm going to get into. I think what's top of mind for a lot of you right now is probably still the Don't Worry Darling drama. If you're sick of it, you can skip this part. (laughs) But first of all, if you are not like If you haven't been caught up on all of the drama, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, I don't even know where to begin, but a Twitter user, Heidi N. Moore, she's actually a columnist for The Guardian. Her Twitter handle is at Moore, H-N, M-O-O-R-E-H-N, did like a nice little rundown summary that I actually, if you have people in your life that don't know what's going on and you don't know where to begin, I actually read this Twitter thread to my boyfriend. But if you do know what's going on, let's start there. 
So obviously, we all know about the tension between director of Don't Worry, Darling, Olivia Wilde, Florence Pugh, potentially her boyfriend, Harry Styles. If you were paying attention to their appearance at the Venice Film Festival, you know things were weird. They're supposed to be dating and they like didn't interact. So like there's that. And then there's just like Chris Pine, like literally his soul leaving his body the entire time. He was astro projecting. But I think that there is like more to the story. I think that there is an underbelly, just more to the story that I feel like the general public isn't privy to. I have heard through the grapevine. I think a lot of people, you know, in the industry have heard these things. I'm not in the industry. (laughs) I wasn't invited to Venice Film Festival. I'm not invited to any film festival. I am not in the film industry, but I do talk to a lot of people that are, you know, insiders, I guess. I don't know. I'm like an annoying gossip. Of course, I try to get the tea. So... As you know, there was the whole Shia LaBeouf of it all. How Shia was apparently cast before Harry to have Harry's role. And Olivia did this interview with Variety where she said that she fired Shia because it made Florence uncomfortable. As many of you know, Shia has a history of not only being creepy to women on set, but being abusive. He actually, his ex-girlfriend, FKA Twigs, is, you know, accusing him of horrible, horrible things. So we know Shia LaBeouf isn't a great guy. Olivia Wilde went to Variety. She was doing this interview with Variety and said that she fired him. Shia came out and rebuffed, LaBuffed, get it? Rebuffed those claims and actually released a video where Olivia is begging him to come back. And she refers to Florence as Miss Flo. She says that Shia leaving would be a wake up call to Miss Flo. And obviously, the internet has run wild with all of this. And I think the context that's missing in a lot of these conversations is that. This video recording, when the movie was being filmed, was before the accusations where FK Twigs came out about Shia. That was before that happened. So the fact that she was begging Shia to come back and be in the movie when he apparently was having reservations, what I think and what I've heard was happening was that Florence and Shia really, really, really were not meshing. Florence really didn't want to work with Shia. That's a fact from what I've heard. And Olivia, you know, wanted Shia to be in the movie still. But again, this was before the FK Twigs accusations came out. So I think that that context is kind of missing in these conversations. You know, obviously a lot of Rumors about Shia were kind of going around before FK Twigs came out. But at the same time, Shia did have a lot of fans. People still kind of loved him before that happened. So I don't think we need to be like jumping down Olivia's throat for that in particular. And we don't know if she did end up firing Shia after that video was recorded. Like, we don't know. She has stayed very hush hush. There has been no rebuttal, which I'm kind of disappointed by. I mentioned this on 
my Monday episode last week of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Love you, Ryan. That I kind of wish she would come out and like defend herself, which brings me to Spitgate. I think that it is very, very funny that Chris Pine's people and Harry Styles' people have come out to deny Spitgate, but like nothing else. No no other rumors about the movie, just the idea that Harry spit on Chris Pine. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can find it. I'll actually make a highlight on Instagram just called Spitgate where I have, I posted the video in slow-mo on my Instagram stories so you can see for yourself. I'm going to go with, I think that it was a jokey thing between them. That is what I think. And I will die on that hill. That is my truth. I really think that it was like a jokey thing between them where Chris Pine was like, oh, we got me this time. They were just like messing around. I think it probably got blown out of proportion. I don't think there's actual beef between Harry and Chris Pine or Chris Pine with anyone probably. Um, I did hear, and I did talk about this again last week on So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, that there was maybe some flirty stuff going on with Florence and Harry. Would that kind of explain the tension now between Florence and Olivia if Florence and Harry kind of had a thing on set first before Harry and Olivia did? Perhaps. But again, that is context that we're missing. I think that like a lot of this stuff may be true And it does seem like there is, you know, tension and drama behind the scenes that we're all salivating over. But I think we're just, like, missing important context. And that's why I wish they would, like, come out and, like, clear the air. Just tell us what's going on. We need to know. And I thought it was so funny that they, like, so vehemently denied Spitgate, but, like, nothing else. And I will say that Chris Pine, even though I don't think he has beef with Harry, he's so annoyed with him on this press tour If you missed that video (laughs) of Harry doing an interview at the Venice Film Festival where he goes, my favorite thing about the movie is that it feels like a movie. It's just one of those films, one of those go to the theater films. And you can see Chris Pine literally just like his soul leaving his body. So... I will say Chris Pine is probably miserable, but, like, I don't think he is involved in any of the beef or drama, and, like, he's a professional. I think that, you know, at the Venice Film Festival, Harry Styles, like, was just, he was admitting that he was just figuring out what acting was, which was, like, so funny and probably so annoying and embarrassing for his co-stars, but, like, you know, Harry, Harry... Gotta love him. He's so, he's so pure. But yeah, so that's kind of like my quick take on Don't Worry Darling drama. Obviously, there's a lot more, but that's where I'm at. I think that basically there probably is truth to some of this. I don't think we should be villainizing Olivia. I don't think that she is the bad guy or I don't know. She's not the good guy either. It's probably somewhere in the middle. I, again, I've talked about this with Ryan Bailey. I think it's probably more nuanced. I think there's context that we're missing. And I also heard that her and Jason Sudeikis were done before her and Harry started hooking up on set. So 
let's stop acting like she's some like, you know, what's the woman equivalent of like a womanizer? Like an adulteress. And I've also heard that Jason Stakus is not really a nice guy. And I've heard that from a lot of people. So like, I'm not team Jason Stakus personally. And I don't know with him, you know, serving the divorce papers or serving not the divorce papers. They were never married. The custody papers while she was at, it wasn't Comic-Con. It was something else that I'm blinking on the name of, but some convention that she was speaking at, she got served with these custody papers. And a lot of people were saying that Jason Sudeikis was cruel for that. He was trying to embarrass her, whatever it was. I don't know. It doesn't sound like there's good blood between them. She said in the Variety interview that there were, you know, there's a reason that she's not with him anymore. So that was an interesting little soundbite. Anyway, moving on from this Don't Worry Darling drama because it's making my head spin. Something else that I want to talk about is Lisa Rinna apparently blocking all of her Bravo account friends. So all the people that usually defend her on Instagram, she started blocking them, which I think is a clue that Rena will be gone next season. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is what I'm talking about, by the way. She messaged one of the accounts that she blocked and said, I'm so sorry. I have to block you now. I can't see any more housewife stuff. I think you're the greatest. I just have to get it out of my life. So don't know what to make of that, but it does seem like she has been spiraling. I also read somewhere that she was supposed to get this like Hallmark movie role, kind of the one that Kyle Richards had, um, where she, it would be like a spinoff housewife acting role. And because of all the controversy that she's had on social media and during the season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, they're not moving forward with it. She's been spiraling. I don't know. I've been seeing kind of mixed things of whether or not she is going to come back to Beverly Hills. She needs to be gone. They need to clean house. The season is so dark. It's so sad. The bullying of the Fraud Force Five, it's out of control. It's too much. It's sad to watch. It's not fun to watch. And I think they really are at the point where they know that ratings are hanging in the balance, that viewership is hanging in the balance. The season has not been must-see TV. I've tweeted this before, but I watch at my own leisure this season. So I think that, you know, the pressure is kind of on. I think it really is. And I would be very surprised if they move forward with the exact same cast. I do not think they're going to keep Diana no matter what. Diana is donezo. Um, But in terms of the Rinna, Erica, Kyle, Dorit alliance, like some of them have got to go. I don't see them firing Kyle, but I can see Dorit, Rinna, and Erica. Even Erica with her, you know, legal drama that's happening. We still haven't seen a lot of it this season. So like, what's the point? And that legal drama is going to be going on for years at this point. So what are we getting out of this? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, is Erica worth keeping on? I would say no. I don't know what the Bravo producers are going to do. 
I would bet money on the fact that they are going to clean house. So that's just me. We will see what happens. I also want to talk about the fact that the Kardashians seem to be losing their grip on pop culture. And I'm actually quoting Sam Bush, Bravo historian, take your Zoloft on Twitter. Love her. We will be having her on in a few weeks. We had her on in season one and she is the best, but she tweeted recently that the fact Kim K has her ass out on another mag cover and no one is talking about it really shows you how the family is losing their grip on pop culture. And I couldn't agree more. Kim, of course, we're referring to the interview magazine cover where Kim's full ass is out. She looks like Aileen. I can never pronounce her name. The serial killer woman that Charlize Theron played in Monster with like the bleached eyebrows and the blonde wig and posing in front of an American flag. Like it's really weird, but it's also just not breaking the internet. Like I feel like no one really cares that much. So I don't know. That's that's what I would say is that I agree with the take that the Kardashians really are losing their grip on pop culture. And it's also, at the same time, Kim is announcing all of these new ventures. And it's like, what are you trying to prove? So she has a new private equity firm called Sky. And it's Sky Partners. She's launching it with private equity veteran Jay Simmons as co-founder and co-managing partner, along with at Chris Jenner, who will serve as partner at our firm. Together, we hope to leverage our complementary expertise to build the next generation consumer and media private equity firm. So, okay, cool. Private equity firms are bad. <laughs> They're bad. And... I can't like fully explain why, but basically they, <laughs> private equity firms are a big reason why there's a housing crisis right now. And if you want to read more about this, there are a lot of good Twitter threads on it. She's been getting a lot of backlash on it, but private equity firms buy up smaller companies, sell the parts, disband. I'm not a finance expert. I'm probably not explaining this well, but like, it's just like bad. It's just capitalism. Capitalistic rot is what she's contributing to. So not a great move, but you know, it's typical predatory capitalistic. Is capitalistic a word, by the way? I sound really dumb during this segment. I'm so sorry for how dumb I sound right now. I'm just like not a finance expert. But yeah, it's just typical Kardashian capitalism shenanigans. And at the same time, she said that she is starting a true crime podcast on Spotify. So like, okay. Now she's starting a podcast? Like... Kimmy, I know you like to get your ass up and work, but like, can't you leave podcasting for like the rest of us? It's all I have. It's literally all some of us have. Like, stay out of this. But I think it just goes to show that like, she's kind of grasping at straws. And Kourtney Kardashian also launched a new venture called Lemmy, L-E-M-M-E. We actually just got details on it. And some people on TikTok guessed correctly. I am impressed. 
It is a line of vitamins and supplements that Courtney, quote unquote, created to become a divine feel-good part of your everyday life. She says she partnered with the best scientists and doctors to create the cleanest gummy vitamins and supplements using clinically backed ingredients and formulations that help you live your best life. I love the vague, like, marketing speak. But please don't take these. These are unregulated vitamins and supplements. I don't trust it. Neither should you. Apparently, it's been five years in the making, and I just refuse to believe that Courtney has worked on anything for five minutes, let alone five years. So, yeah. She also announced that she's Boohoo's new sustainability ambassador, which is just the funniest thing in the world to me. It's like a beautiful oxymoron. If you are not familiar with Boohoo, it is up there with Shein in terms of just being fast fashion crap that literally pays their garment, their garment makers and factory workers dust and have been called out on that in the past. There's been lots of reports on the unethical production of Boohoo clothing. So it's basically the complete opposite of sustainable or ethical. You literally just can't be Boohoo and claim to care about sustainability Consumption of fast fashion and production of fast fashion is by definition not sustainable. And Courtney, of all people, this is the woman that has exceeded the water usage limits by over 300,000 gallons this summer alone. And this is because Southern California has been experiencing a drought. So there are limits on the amount of water that every household can use. Um, According to BuzzFeed News, the average person uses about 3,000 gallons of water a month. Courtney's Calabasas home was 101,000 gallons over the permitted mark this summer. Courtney and Kim use more water in a month than the average person uses in a year. So not great. But she has been going against these water usage regulations and has been fined for it multiple times. But, you know, when you're a mega rich person, a fine means... Okay. It means nothing. Like a fine is nothing. They can just like carry on with their lives still, pay their little fine and just like, you know, keep doing their thing. Also flying private everywhere. Not great. The balloons, the tchotchkes at all of the birthday parties, like nothing about the Kardashian lifestyle is anywhere near sustainable. And also Kim had made, you know, some some comment where she was asked about climate change and sustainability. And in this interview, Kim was asked about sustainability. The interviewer said, global warming, it is actually insane. There are fires in the south of France. The tarmac is melting in England. Do you feel like you do anything to combat and prevent that? I don't think I do that much, to be honest. And I'm curious what your thoughts are. Kim responds with, I believe in climate change and I believe that anything can help, but I also believe in being realistic. And I think sometimes there's so much to worry about on this planet. It could be really scary to live your life with anxiety. I have super climate change involved friends and I love learning from them. I do what I can, but you have to pick and choose what really works for you in your life. And the interviewer goes, yeah. And she goes, no one's going to be a hundred percent perfect. Okay. Like, There's no point in, you know, being anxious. Like, I do my part. I do what I can. It's like, do you? Do you, though? Because I'm pretty sure you don't. Like, you literally fly your private plane 
15 minutes down the street. So yeah, I just think that those things are complete diametrical opposites in Dorit's voice, to quote Dorit. They just don't go together. So I think that it'd be one thing if the Kardashians just owned the fact that they are climate criminals with a K. But like the fact that they are greenwashing and when I say they right now, I'm specifically referring to Courtney, aka Boohoo's new sustainability ambassador. Like, just don't pretend to care about the planet because you don't. You just don't. So, like, just, you know, go on with your life being a climate criminal, but don't pretend to care. That's what that's what gets me is the greenwashing and the pretending to give a shit. And Kim saying she's doing her part, like, while the rest of us are, you know, recycling and using stupid paper straws and using, you know, tote bags instead of plastic bags, whatever it is that you can do around your household to, like, reduce your carbon footprint. While these celebrities and Taylor Swift, I am a big fan, but I'm looking at you also. They have the same carbon footprint as like massive corporations, but they act like, you know, they're not regulated. They act like they're just like regular individuals, just like doing what they can. Like you are contributing just as much as some of the worst corporations on the planet. So stick around. We're talking Southern charm after a quick commercial break. It's like basically fall, like maybe not officially until September 22nd, but it's fall to me already. And if you know me, you know fall is my absolute favorite season. I love sweaters. I'm actually wearing one right now, even though it's like 75 degrees out. I love cozy weather. I love football and Joe Burrow specifically. And there's nothing I love more during the fall than snuggling up in cozy clothes with a pumpkin spice latte because I'm basic like that and I'm not afraid to admit it. And Adore Me has the best fall loungewear in the game. You might not know that about Adore Me because it's a lingerie brand primarily, but Adore Me has the coziest loungewear, super soft essentials that you're going to want to wear around the house all fall long and even out of the house when you're feeling crazy. Honestly, they're that cute that you can wear them in public too. And you can use my code SOTRUE10 to get $10 off all things cozy on adoreme.com backslash loungewear so you can stock up on all the snuggly stuff now. And let's start watching Halloween movies already, shall we? Let's do it. It's spooky season, baby. Anyway, I'm going to hop back to Bravo. Just a little hop back to the Bravo universe. I do want to touch on Southern Charm this season. I am excited that it's back and we get to talk about it again. I really love Southern Charm. I actually recently did a whole rewatch from the beginning. And there's just like nothing like those early seasons of Southern Charm. There's just nothing like it. It is a unique just concoction of drunken, I I don't want to say, you know, coked up because that's completely speculative, but drunken misogyny 
and debauchery. Thomas Ravenel, anger, bursts of anger, temper tantrums from Shep, all of these things that, you know, we are still getting some Shep temper tantrums, some Shepper tantrums this season. But those early seasons, man, if you haven't gone back and like just done a rewatch from the beginning, it's just like really great comfort television. And I think that Paige and Craig are not having the effect on viewers that they thought they would. (sighs) I'm very tough on Paige. I know that. She has recently admitted to being depressed on her podcast, Giggly Squad. So I am wishing her the best on her mental health journey. I know the feeling of being down in the dumps. So I'm wishing her the best. I think that this season is probably tough for them. They're not really being received the way that they probably hoped they would be. Viewers are not, you know, digging it. They're not the Bravo power couple that they may have thought they would be. So I don't know. It sounds like Craig is probably also going to be heavily featured on Summer House, which again, not a huge fan. I have never been a huge fan of Paige or Craig. So not loving it. And I think that this is also something that I mentioned with Ryan Bailey is that we keep like talking about Naomi versus Paige, but like clearly Craig is telling them different things. Like he's telling Paige that Naomi is still in love with him. So I think that we need to be blaming Craig more. Let's take like the heat off of the women and just blame Craig. He's clearly telling Paige one thing, telling Naomi one thing. He's acting like Naomi is still in love with him when I think it's like pretty obvious to me that she's not. And I think that she's really happy that she like dodged the Craig bullet. But like, that's just me. And also the Naomi and Whitney of it all. I can see it. I know that some people are like, is this just for the show? Is Naomi just trying to like secure the bag or like secure her spot on the show since Whitney is a producer? I can see it. I don't know why, but I can totally see them really, you know, vibing as a couple. And I know it seems random. Whitney obviously is an OG of the show. Naomi has been on the show for years, originally as Craig's girlfriend, obviously. But like, I can see it. Yeah. So like, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Obviously, Taylor and Shep are broken up. Shep has been having a record bad season. He's, for the most part, gotten away with being like the likable little golden retriever. But this season, the way that he has spoken to Taylor and acted with Taylor, um, they obviously have since broken up since the show started airing. And we've kind of seen that obviously they're not a good match. Taylor, I guess, was getting some social media comments about Shep's whereabouts and what he's been up to. And so she posted, I'm trying to heal. I'm not interested in what my ex-boyfriend is doing. But it's also like you're in the public eye. You're on a TV show. Of course, people are going to be interested. And they also have been spotted together since their breakup. So like, who knows what's happening there? And speaking of breakups, Tom Brady and Giselle, guys... I can see it. There is trouble in paradise. It's been reported by Page Six and a lot of other outlets that there is major trouble in paradise for 
America's golden couple, Tom and Giselle. And I know that it's so easy to like look at headlines and be like, this is BS. This has no basis in reality. Like, I'm not going to believe it till I see it. I just believe it. I really do. In my heart of hearts, I think that, you know, what it comes down to, and some of these, you know, articles alluded to this also, is that Tom Brady is one of the most psychotic people in sports. And I don't know what other word to use. I know that that's not a great word, but like, I don't know what other word to use because he really is. He probably wakes up at 3 a.m. every day to go to the stadium to play ball or whatever. He has this crazy diet that's like Yolanda Hadid approved, a handful of almonds, basically. He is 45 years old and like still in tip-top shape. He's obsessed with football. He retired, announced his retirement, and then unretired. He has six Super Bowl rings, five with the Patriots, or was it six with the Patriots? I don't know. I like should know because I actually do like football. But he won all these Super Bowls with the Patriots and then went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and immediately won a Super Bowl with them. Like at that point, you can just retire. You will always be known as the GOAT or the greatest of all time, which is what people refer to Tom Brady as. So yeah, I think he clearly is choosing football over family. I think that, you know, according to these articles and what I think is pretty obvious here is that she is kind of handling all of the child rearing, the household work, which of course they have like nannies and help or whatever it is. But still, he's probably never home. He is always at that damn stadium. He is always watching game film or studying up on his next opponent or whatever it is. So I can see why Giselle would be like, yeah, it's time for you to be around the family. It's time for you to be home more. I'm not even going to like try doing a Giselle accent. But yeah, like I can totally see why that has some basis in reality. I think it completely, completely makes sense. And yeah, I mean, for him to have her revolve her entire life around his career. And I'm not saying that Giselle has put hers on the back burner because she still has a successful career. I know that she retired from runway modeling, but she still is super, super successful. I think her net worth is more than his, but it's all about Tom. It's all about Tom. And I just don't understand. Like if you could just retire, if you have all the money in the world, if you have checked everything off of your bucket list career-wise that you could possibly check off. You've accomplished everything there is to accomplish. You've made all the money you could possibly make. Why? Why don't you just retire? Spend time with your family. Spend time with your family. I don't understand. Go relax somewhere. Like, why are you still doing this? I don't understand. But again, it's like, it's that mindset. It's that really, really just psychotic Tom Brady mindset. And I respect it. Honestly, I do. I respect it. I think that he, you know, has a work ethic that is more than I could ever have. I wish I had that work ethic. I really, really do. So yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Football season has officially begun. So if you know me, you know that 
The love of my life, other than my sweet, sweet boyfriend, is Mr. Joe Burrow. And I love the Cincinnati Bengals. So if you don't know me, there's a little intro about me. I love the Bengals and I love Joe Burrow. And one last thing that I want to talk about, this is influencer related. I know a lot of you love hearing influencer tea. And just a quick trigger warning that this might be triggering if you have dealt with eating disorders in the past or get triggered by content around food. But I just want to touch on Michaela Podolsky. I recently wrote about her in my Substack. And by the way, I've also written about a lot of stuff that I'm covering here in my Substack. So if you haven't checked out my Substack yet, it's sophieross.substack.com. And Michaela Podolsky, as some of you may know, is Arielle Charnas's sister. She's an influencer, quote unquote. And she recently posted something that just set my alarm bells off. And I wanted to hear your guys' thoughts. So like, if you have thoughts on this, please shoot me a DM. Um, She recently did an AMA, which is like an ask me anything question box on Instagram. She said, the question was, which intermittent fasting schedule do you follow? She said, I don't follow a specific schedule in the morning. I think I drink black iced coffee and a lot of water and will usually have my first meal around 1 p.m. This isn't just for weight loss. I do it for my energy. I feel so much better when I don't eat all day. Let's stop giving problematic people platforms, you guys. I know that she has a platform because of her sister, but like, what an irresponsible, dangerous thing to say. Food gives you energy. Please do not listen to anyone who tells you that you will feel better if you don't eat all day. Um, I think that is sickening and problematic and just so not okay. So I wanted to call that out. Just a little influencer tea. And I posted about this on Instagram, but... I will be having a very special influencer-only episode. We will be talking all about influencers. We'll be heavily discussing Michaela, her sister Arielle, all of your favorite influencers that, you know, we love to snark on. We love to snark on. But there is my little recap for what has been going on the past few weeks. I hope you enjoyed. and. We have a really, really, really exciting season for you guys. Season two is about to be lit. (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't know what other word to use. That was fun. I love gossiping with you guys. I hope you enjoyed our little gossip sesh. It's been so great to be back. I can't say it enough. I'm so excited for this season. Get pumped for some very exciting guests coming up over the next few weeks. You are going to love what we have in store for you this season. And I cannot wait for you guys to hear it all. Seriously, we're going to have the best time. I'm just really excited. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Thank you to Adore Me Lingerie for sponsoring. Don't forget to use my code SOTRUE10 and stock up on all the cozy new fall stuff on Adore Me. Dot com. 
Thank you so much to Bob Mallory for being the best producer in the game. He's the best in the biz, and now he's a married man, and we could not be happier for him. Happier? Happier? I don't know why I just said it like that. Happier for him. Love you, Bob. Thank you for listening. And again, if you enjoyed the episode, we would love if you could leave us a five-star review. It just means the world to us. Thank you so much again for listening, for cheering me on during the off season. And now we're back and you have stuck it out for season two. And I'm so excited again for you guys to hear all of the exciting guests we have coming up. And next week, next week, you are going to love our guests. So I will see you then. Love ya. Girl, I